Welcome to the Dividend Talk podcast, episode number 20. Quarter three earnings from Microsoft, Hasbro, Novartis, and many more. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dividend Talk. I'm your co-host, Engineer My Freedom, and today I'm joined with European DGI. This is a podcast where we discuss our passion for dividend growth investing with our own unique European flavor. If you're new to this channel, please hit the like button and subscribe to us and check us out on YouTube and Spotify. See you on the inside. Episode 20 already. How do we get this far? Consistency, uh, EMF. Consistency. Every Friday, in this case, Thursday. But every time, consistency. And uh, that's how we get here. I I, I know usually we we talk about the news of the week at this stage, but honestly, I I couldn't bring myself to read the news. I've opened up a few articles and it's full of COVID and elections and I just I just had one of those weeks where I just did not want to to read anything. So all I did is watch football for the week. So that's my news. Just football, plenty of Champions Leagues. Man United are winning. I don't like that. Liverpool are winning, but we have no centre halves. So I, I I don't know how we're going. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to fail. <laughs> Actually, I think we should just cancel the season. Uh, COVID is is after taking over. Just cancel it or suspend it. But no, I I, I have no news. Um, as I said, I, I couldn't bear reading about COVID anymore or, or reading about this election. So I'll leave that till next week when, when popcorn time actually happens. Good. So I will not bring up the lockdowns in Europe, in France, and uh, <laughs> how, what it means for the French people there. I think, uh, wow. Uh, but okay, so let's talk then the real news in these, of course. And uh, I like watching Barcelona, and, and they lost... Um, uh, with 3-1 from Real Madrid. I thought it was a bit... Um, it didn't reflect really the game. But then Barca won in the Champions League with 2-0 from Juventus. And what I just wanted to... What really my news in here is, this is this guy Alvaro Morata. He scored three goals from an offside position. Come on. It, talking about having a bad day. <laughs> I mean... I mean. I, I I didn't watch the game. I didn't see that game, so I I don't know. But three goals from an offside yeah. position. How does that happen with with VAR involved? I mean, well, you you just stand offside, and then uh, people complain, and the referee goes uh, to check with the video referee, and then they see, oh, you were offside. So <laughs> I, I mean, VAR is just ruining the game for me, really. But yeah, that's, that's incredible. Three goals offside. I've never seen that uh, like that. Never. No. 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 So this is, uh, you know, those growth stocks with technology and such, they're, they're screwing our uh, our fun. Uh, I mean, I thought VAR was brought in to take away the talking points and now all we're doing is talking about VAR making these decisions. <laughs> I, I prefer the old way. We have a good, good fun debate. That was offside. It wasn't offside, but who knows? But now it's just, I don't know. 
it's ruining all the fun. It's ruining all my fun. Anyway. Yeah, they, they, in general, they say the older we get, the more conservative we get. So <laughs> I'm still young at heart. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll move on to our, our, our main topic. We have uh, a, a load of companies here that, that we can get through. Um, so I may I maybe start. We'll start with Hasbro. Yeah. So I looked at these on, on Tuesday night. Um, and I was quite surprised, actually, with, with how they did. The growth in ties and games was up 9%. I suppose that with COVID and people being locked down, you can kind of imagine people buying more games. But th this was offset then by a huge decline in the entertainment section, which was down 29%. Um, the consumer demand remained strong. So you could see that then with the revenue in, in the US, which is probably their main segment, which was up, I think, up 95%, and the operating profit was up 36%. So good good strong numbers from, from the US. They are struggling with this um, entertainment, and I know they made an acquisition of E1 TV, which, which has impacted the revenues and, and kind of offset anything. And what, what kind of struck me is that they have lower advertising revenue from, from YouTube. So I'm kind of wondering how much they make from, from the YouTube platform. It must be quite substantial. Um, and then they had had lower than lower revenue from entertainment entertainment and licensing compared to 2019. But uh, overall, it was it was a decent decent earnings from them. I mean, it was good to see him back. I, I don't hold any positions in him. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I know Ian Love though loves him and, and has has huge positions. Uh, I'm kind of still I still think they're overvalued. And I'm waiting on a time to get in. But what I did like actually was in their presentation, they give this key cash flow and balance data sheet. And they give a list of everything down. They say cash, long-term debt. And they give a note then beside it explaining what it is and where it's gone. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's, it's good. So I'm, I'm, I've been studying Hasbro several times, also Mattel. And mm -hmm. I think Hasbro is really excellent in its execution compared to a company like Mattel. And if you then think about what this industry had to go through the last few years, in 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 like uh, you said, um, online shopping and everything, and and the malls closing, and Toys and Rust and such, I think Hasbro has been excellent because it transformed really to a digital um, space with their with their brands. Together, also, I think um, if I remember correctly, in collaboration with Disney and such, so. I think this company has been only doing the right things while the industry itself is only having headwinds. So for me, it's a really a quality company. I understand why Ian Lopo is really a fan of it. I've been several times looking at it. Every time I, I passed on and every time I had regrets that I didn't pull the trigger at that time. And, and what's your thoughts then on E1, that acquisition? Do, do you feel that's a good fit for them? I honestly cannot really judge, but what I can tell is that I have uh, faith in the CEO because um, he has a good track record of making the right decisions lately. So I give him really the benefit of the doubt there. Okay. Cool. So we move on. If you want to have a little chat about Microsoft for a moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I'm becoming a Microsoft fanboy. And this was just killing, you know. I, I have hardly no words for it. I mean, have you seen their revenue figures? 
it, it it's just amazing 37 billion uh, from from a 12 percent growth just in pure revenue compared to last year it's amazing and then if you look at the underlying numbers where the growth come came from it came from everywhere all over the place and, and usually in a well diversified company you have like one or two pulling it right segments but here every segment is pulling it except search bing nobody likes bing we know that but everything xbox the intelligent cloud linkedin yeah and and i was surprised because i would have thought like with so many jobless people that uh companies have less less um, i say money for 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 linkedin subscriptions and everything no up 16 percent up and this was summertime yeah remember that as well i believe that in q2 they had i think actually a little bit more earnings uh, than in q3 because there's a little bit of seasonal seasonability in there but I, I'm almost speechless with what this company is doing. I mean, remember, this is the Microsoft that 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 was buying Nokia in the time. Such an Adela comes in. I mean, I, I've probably met, mentioned it before on the podcast. I, I read this book, Hit Refresh, and this was really, really a, a nice book because in the midst of the transformation that he was doing, he wrote a book about how he, how he's uh, how he's thinking in the midst of the transformation, not knowing yet what the outcome will be. And the, these signals were not there yet that it would be so successful at the time. And I, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'm just in love with the CEO, I could say. And these numbers are really, really, really strong. And they're firing all cylinders. I don't know where it stops. And if I look now at Intelligent Cloud Business, it is now the largest segment. It grew from... Um, uh, where where was it? I think from 10 12 to 12 billion or something like that from top of my head. It is now, it's just the largest segment. So an Azure had also, I think, a 48% growth, you know? Yeah. So what, what it tells me is that now Intelligent Cloud becomes the main driver. It's the fastest growing segment. So I, I can only see kind of exponentiality now in, 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 in the revenue and profit gro growth. So wow I, I did not long ago an analysis on microsoft and i think uh, there's, there's not much that can stop this company at the moment uh, it, it's all over the place i mean yeah for me just wow when i saw microsoft coming in and i looked into the numbers wow I, 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 you have never heard me saying this i'm usually really skeptical and critical but with this company i'm, I'm blown away they have yeah. all the headwinds yeah as you said some some impressive numbers they have revenue up 12 percent, earnings up 32 percent linkedin as you said up 16 percent uh, xbox increased to 30 percent i'm kind of wondering if that'll take a hit next quarter with playstation 5 coming out and stuff but i mean just just big big numbers and and i mentioned to you before and off, off screen that I wanted. I, I've had a, an order in them for 185, and I don't think it's ever going to get there. I think it's it's just going up and up and up. And uh, I mean, just a quality company and, and the kind of companies that that we want to get involved in. We know cloud and the internet is is the future. So Microsoft have a, have a big part in 10, 15 years from now. Microsoft will still be one of the number one companies. I think in the space that yeah, just a good company. One and a half trillion market cap. Remember that these numbers, and I know Amazon, similar uh, kind of uh, story. 
but you can count them really on one hand these kinds of companies because these are companies at scale these are not like the the small companies going from i don't know 100 million to 120 million <laughs> these are one one and a half trillion company i'm yeah blown away i can't think normal anymore of this company as you hear it's it's nearly boy boy blindly at this stage isn't it just keep keep adding them just yeah. to keep adding them to the portfolio but we'll move on we'll move on to to one that i haven't got a, as much time as i wanted on this one which is royal dutch shell i think everybody who listens to this and probably reads my blog or on twitter knows that uh, i am a fan i i don't have the pain you have i i didn't buy extremely high i got in when they're i believe close to rock bottom so for me it was it was a really really good good sign and good good quarter from them so looking at royal dutch shell i suppose i was quite surprised with with them announcing that they were increasing their dividend i wasn't expecting it i think i was i was expecting them to to keep it flat for maybe a year or two especially with the unpredictability of oil and and how depressed and we're going back into a recession again we know that this is a gas company not an oil company as as you know but i was quite impressed that they've actually went out and reset the dividend look they, they caught it but now they are focusing on actually increasing that again and, and they've said that as well that's that's the number one priority um increasing dividend and, and giving back to the shareholders the second priority i think is is reducing their debt and they've started to reduce this again in this quarter and i believe that they're trying to get it down to 65 billion over the next over the next year which gives them a double a rating as well so i mean they're going they're going in the right direction to look at some of the numbers that they had they, they generated nine billion in cash flow um seven seven point six billion of that was was free cash flow so six point seven billion was was organic and then no point nine billion was was due to divestments their adjusted earnings was was one billion and then their net debt then stands currently at, at 73.5 billion so i mean I, as i said i kind of briefly looked at them before we came on air um on twitter on our, on our twitter group they posted that this morning increase in earnings so I'm, or dividends so I'm, qu I'm quite excited to read into it later when i have a little bit more time a little bit rushed after work i came home i was eating my dinner trying to trying to catch up with them i'm going to dig a little bit deeper in i'm not quite sure where where all our money is coming from i haven't haven't broke it looked into the segments but look it's 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 encouraging it's encouraging for me it kind of helps my thesis a little bit when i decided to buy i know i got a, a lot of pushback and a lot of people saying oh why are you buying shell now why are you buying oil companies now but it's good to see that that they are starting you know kind of reset themselves and are, and are starting to grow again so another couple of quarters like this and i'll sure i'll be a happy shareholder i think uh, you did a good job in buying the dip so uh, for me this was a promising quarter to see this from shell and um I think they will still get one or two tough quarters ahead with all these lockdowns. So it, it might, it still has some downside, of course. Um, but uh, I think there's even an expression in the Netherlands that way to say it can, it can freeze and it can melt. So, <laughs> so in general, I, I think, uh, I think there's at least with the dividend yield, there's a safety net again, a bit to the share price. And that fell away uh, from it when when the dividend cut was there. So, yeah, look, I I think they did the right thing at the time by 
cutting that dividend. If they had a capital and it was the same, they'd be struggling right now, I, yeah. I believe. So, look, it was a good decision. It was a good decision for for the company, for shareholders like me getting in. I, I still got a, a good start, Neil. I'm getting them at over 4%. So mm-hmm. it's not as if it was ter- a terrible deal for me either. Yeah. Um, if I was sitting in maybe your shoes or someone else who was bought them a lot higher and going through that pain, I might feel a little bit differently now. But, I mean, I think I got in. At, I was lucky I, I got in at the right time. The, the downside is a lot lower than the upside for me anyway. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Story continues around Shell and I think we'll touch upon it multiple times too in the upcoming times. So let's go then to the next company. I, I wanted to call out Sanofi. Um, they reported earnings today and actually I was quite... These are decent and good numbers. So what's probably good to know for people is that... Um, um, they had quite some sales or decent sales growth at, at least and mainly due to one of the top products which is called Jupiceret. that's always an issue with these Latin names but this is, um, this is a product that really helps against XAM not based on steroids but rather uh, uh, um, addresses the inflammation from the inside let's say so it has a really good value proposition to people with, with, this, um, sim- with these symptoms and also their flu vaccines uh, really offset some of um, uh, the other sales. So generally, it was, for me, a good quarter because, you know, it's for healthcare companies quite tricky at the moment. For instance, you can't really, um, in certain areas, have good access to patients if hospitals are closed and such or not treating patients. So, And then a company like Sanofi just shows that they have a good div- uh, diversification. Because what what I did notice in my environment, everyone wanted to quickly get a flu shot. So I wanted to go for a flu shot and they were not available anymore. Because uh, the the general narrative is like you don't want to get the flu and then on top of that, COVID-19. It's like a double whammy. So, and I think this is what what Sanofi just benefits from at at this moment in time and and gives them having good numbers. So um, what is probably good to know is that if you then look at their earnings and, and such they look they look a little bit uh, flattish but we need to n- remember that most of the european companies have a currency headwind of almost seven to eight percent at the moment if they have a lot of international sales and you see this with all these companies so um the underlining uh, earnings were very strong with sanofi and what also in, in, uh, impressed me, and I saw the news over the quarter already, but they had seven new phase three programs uh, in, 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 in the cancer space and such, oncology. And for me, it just means that this company is doing pretty well with its, um, how I said, with its pipeline. And you get to get the company at a 4% yield and a PE of just below 10. For me, this is really, really... Um, uh, really attractive so I would really recommend if people want to have a value play to dive a little bit further into Sanofi also as a dividend stock and you know they just upgraded their guidance as a, as a board of directors so they also feel confident about uh, what's there to come so this might be one of those hidden gems after you're, you're, you're uh, doing your own homework that might actually uh, uh, where you could just maybe already get a lot of price appreciation just from from multiple expansion, if you're into price appreciation, yeah, cool. Uh, they're they're a company that I'm I'm familiar with what they do. 
I mean, if you look out my window behind me, you'll you'll see their factory big bright lights. It's close to home, so um, I, I'll definitely look into them from a dividend point of view. I remember looking at them before, and their yield was pretty low, um, and it kind of turned me off at at that time. But we'll um, we might revisit them soon and see. They're in the Noble Thirty, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I'll definitely I'll definitely revisit them over the next couple of weeks. So I, I move on to Novartis AG. They had they had they had an okay earnings. Um, I suppose I, I mentioned to you before that I drive past their factory every day and I, I didn't even know. <laughs> so <laughs> I drive past twice a day and I, I didn't know that they were that close by to me. But the, looking at at their figures, I mean their sales were up from quarter quarter three in two thousand nineteen one percent, which is which is quite good, and their operating operating income was up as well. Their free cash flow was down 32% and they have this down then to legal settlements which comes from uh, I think there was 642 million settlement to the United States Department of Justice if I believe um, and then they have other issues then with our paying uh, patients and all, all sorts so look I had, I had a bit of, big impact on the on the free cash flow but it was it was it was a, it was a solid solid I mean, I don't think it was outstanding. It it didn't jump out at me, but it wasn't disappointing either. It was, it, it was solid. You notice their earnings have gone up. I think one five two compared to one forty one. Um, and what else had they there? They had eleven percent core operating income. So, I mean, look, so, solid overall. Um, and yeah, I'm 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 quite happy with them. Yeah, I li- I like Novartis uh, as an investment, um, and I would love to add more. Pretty decent quarter, like you said, nothing exciting. Oh, nothing exciting. Pretty no. decent. What 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 kind of stuck out to me was that they they were quite aggressive in buying shares. Um, they they bought repurchased fourteen point seven million shares. So I was expecting expecting their share count to go down, and then it actually went went up. Um, they had twenty five point eight million shares then from. A, for an equity value were delivered as a result of options exercised by participation plans. So I've never seen that before. It was quite quite interesting. I was I was reading it and when I seen 14.7 I went off to check the share count and I was like, how did that go up? But yeah. It's quite interesting. Yeah, with some companies, uh, I often do this in analysis. I check uh, if, if, for instance, they are buying back shares. I also look at the share count. And there are companies that... Um, actually are mainly doing buybacks to prevent the share count to increase instead of expensing the options. Yeah, because you can also put it via the PL, via the profit and loss statement. But it's I guess easier for them to just dilute the shares and then buy back uh with debt in some cases even. Uh yeah, I, I find it a bit dubious. I prefer them to expense it. There are always always uh, many debates about that what's the best one what's to do but i prefer people to just be using a moral compass in these kinds of uh, decisions and not necessarily only uh, an, an accounting kind of uh, approach yeah hey then um, fresh from the press i would say uh, apple earnings just came in so i can't go in really in depth in it but there are fa- a few things that really stood out for me so their net income slightly declined while sales was slightly up Um, what i can say is that their product sales were down 
but then services sales were up so it kind of uh, outweighed the uh, product uh, product decline so it just shows that their services business is really um, really doing well it's still of course um, um, just a fraction a decent fraction let's say compared to their hardware sales but um, th that that is in general good but then if I then look at at what really stood out for me is that their earnings per share were flat or actually like even one or two cents uh, decline so from 76 cents to 74 cents at a, at a net income that was much more lower like like what is it uh, let's say eight percent lower and this is just where um, I said financial engineering comes in because they also reduced their share count with uh, 900 million uh, year over year. Yeah, so what it just tells me is that they have been buying back shares a lot, and and that's and, and that's the that's actually also the nice thing from buying back shares, right? It, uh, if you're not earning your money via real growth, then at least uh, you 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 protected a bit, but then. If you then go better into the figures, what I saw is that they were pulling away. They, they took ten billion out of cash. Um, they took also. Um, uh, um, they also played a bit with their um, uh, accounts receivable or, or working capital. Let's say it like that. Um, but you know what? Then what they then also saw is that their long-term debt increased again. Their non-current liabilities increased. So let's say cash lower debt higher and then there was a really interesting st statistics when i just these are back of the napkin right so accounting wise you might get slapped in the face with what i'm doing here but just just for myself to, to put some common sense in it net income over the last 12 months was 57.4 billion and if i if i really read it right then they bought back 72 billion in stock wow wow I, I was just i was just reading your your notes just as you said it and you might see my eyes lit up it's like 72 billion just think about that like billion 72 billion back in stock that's incredible that's incredible yeah it's probably the whole net worth of uh, warren buffett in one year uh, I mean, it, if if they could accidentally put one percent of that into my bank account, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I mean that's a significant amount of money in in buying back your own shares, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. But hey, I, I mean, if you're if you're an, an Apple shareholder, as you said, if you're not seeing real growth, then then they're helping you so, along this way. I'm an Apple shareholder, and if I remember correctly, last time I checked at my brokerage account, I saw them 300% up for the year. I don't understand why. I mean, I'm happy to to have them. I just don't understand why uh, they have a forward PE of 29 with these kinds of earnings as well. It's it's it, it. so what I've what I've seen, right? I bought them like four years ago or something like that, around 135. When I was looking at the numbers, the majority of the times it was for me just pure multiple expansion. I remember that they that they were saying iPhone is dead. That was around the time that I bought this, and I've seen mainly multiple expansion in this stock, uh, counting a lot on the services growth. But then when I look at services growth, there's still a fraction. Let's say what what is it of of total earnings? Maybe twenty five 
percent or, or, or total sales 25 percent of course higher margin right let's uh, not forget it there's a much better margin but i don't see it that strong translated in the in in the bottom line compared to how i've seen the multiple seeing expanding so it just it's too much for me so um i i for me it is like what some some investors always say you own apple you don't trade it and i'm fully with it oh apple is a quality company the brand is magnificent i i can't see myself ever selling it only unless uh, loses his mojo but i find it uh, really overvalued and uh, curious to see what the stock price will do tomorrow here okay we have a couple more to go through um the next one i think on the list is is chubb I haven't I haven't looked at it at all, so maybe you might give your perspective on. Yeah, um, so I, I did the other time, Munich RE, right? Um, the insurance yeah. company here, Chubb, a Swiss one, also Noble 13 member. I, I own some shares. I love this company. I would love to have more of it. I'm always like, I'm a bit greedy always, so it's always just a little bit too high for me. But um, what I was impressed with is that their premiums written were up again with, uh, I think, 5.5% on average. And then if I look at uh, uh, what I noticed there as well is that they were able to increase their rates with with 10 to 15% on average. Yeah, and this is where, remember in Munich, Ari, that we were talking about like the psychological effect after a disaster? This is for me what's happening at Chubb now, this year at play. People uh, are willing to pay up more now for an insurance um, because of all the uncertainty that they just had behind them so probably they extrapolate that in the future as well and a company like chubb does well with that so for me it um, um uh, strong numbers good numbers again no wow factor but just you know this is a company it's like 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 uh, you know like clockwork almost moving along it's such a nice boring company doing boring insurance work but nicely growing the dividend over time that's chubb very good. So then uh, I have another one that I quickly want to call out is SAP for the European community. I wrote a blog post about it as well. Um, I think uh, it's a high quality company, SAP, uh, but it got slaughtered on Monday and it continued its downfall over the remaining days and mainly due to um, uh, lowered guidance from, from their side. Um, the gui- the gui- lowered guidance doesn't... This is not in the same contrast as the, how the share price dropped. So there's more to it. Um, I, I wrote a really an article about it, share, sharing my view on, yeah, everyone either hates or loves SAP. But I know once you're in bed with SAP or married, it's like you're, you're, you're like a rich person and you need to divorce your wife and giving them half of your wealth. That's SAP. So you rather, you rather keep investing in it and upgrading even... Even sometimes if you think like, should I really do this? You keep upgrading in your wife or in SAP. So that's it for me. And um, hence SAP is there to stay. They're, they're now trying to upgrade their wife by uh, making a digital wife, yeah, by, by moving people in the cloud, their wife in the cloud. And and this is SAP. And and sorry, I'm t- not trying to be female unfriendly here, but uh, uh, for me, it is something like, you're in bed with with SAP once you're in there, and there are just not many companies that can can uh, support large enterprises with the whole ecosystem and the integration. So I've, I still find that uh, 
really much overvalued. But if it keeps dropping at this pace, then uh, maybe somewhere in the middle, I, I try to catch the knife a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't have much more to add. Read your post; it's it's a, a great read. I, I'm not I'm not in bed with with SAP just yet, um, so maybe I'm just not ready to. To, to get married but but your, your post did, did intrigue me and it's it's as you said a little bit overvalued maybe but it, we'll see how they go over the next the next few weeks and they might drop into more more of a value play range but i i suppose that's it there was one other company i wanted to mention which was which was amd i'm purely interested in this because of my vested interest in intel i suppose i wrote my own blog post on that and then we went through the intel earnings live when we had dividend day and we had a few guys on so amd was quite interesting and man did they smash it out of the park the the revenue grew 56 percent and the reps doubled year over year so really really strong numbers um, i mean I'm, I'm not surprised I, I did think they would would do well i didn't believe they do that well uh, to be honest but they are they are just eating it up at the minute and, and fair play to anyone who's who's got in I, i'm not i'm not a shareholder but they really really strong numbers it's interesting to see now what intel do do from here they they really need to sort out this this chip situation but i mean looking at at scale of markets and and the share of market intel are still still way ahead but mm. amd keep growing like this they, they'll be catching up pretty soon yeah, it's uh, AMD as well. Uh, the CEO, it's it's she. They, they will write a book about her, about this transformation story. Amazing. Got nothing more to <laughs> more to add on that. A great CEO. Okay, cool. So we'll move on to our listeners' questions then. Um, we don't have as as many this week, so we'll start with the first one from Anthony Lopez with a Z, and he asks, "What do you?" both think of the ant group ipo uh, i mean uh, I, i'm i'm friends with, with anthony I, I know him personally and when i when i seen that I, I wrote straight into a group whatsapp and said i haven't a clue to be honest i i don't know i know it popped up in in one of the groups that i'm in in, in fintwit or something and someone was was talking about it and there was big numbers mentioned there but ipos are not something i i follow to be honest i have enough trying to follow dividend stocks without without going down them rabbit holes and they just don't interest me as as much so i don't know i i don't think you have any, anything more to share on that so no no, no. sorry anthony uh, next time we'll do our homework better by uh reading up the ipo list <laughs> i won't i'm not going to lie <laughs> <laughs> So the, the next one then came from Centrino and he asked, what would be the best day to buy dividend stocks at the best prices next week, US election, Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not too sure what this means, to be honest. Uh, what's the best day to buy stocks? I don't know. So the election is on Tuesday. So it's, mm. I, I guess he means like before the election during the election day or after ah, okay yeah or, or wait even longer um and which sectors should benefit from each winner so i, 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 I yeah 
I would probably be waiting till till after after the election. Um, well, I say that, but I, I am still still buying a couple of shares here and there. But we we are going to see some some volatility and and depending on who who goes in and and you've spoke about the Trump premium and how long does that take? I mean, I don't believe it's going to fall 10, 20% if Trump gets, mm-hmm. gets out straight away. So it may take some time, but it, it could be the catalyst or the driver to to start that decline, as well as these yeah. lockdowns starting to happen. And so I I, I I want to wait. I do want to wait, but I'm finding it hard when I see Microsoft drop, drop down to 204 and stuff like that. So, But f- which sectors will benefit, I, I don't know. So I have a bit of a feeling for it. So if you think in general about Biden with a pro-climate agreement, Paris, I think we could have some more uh, pressure on oil stocks like Chevron, ExxonMobil, uh, while more the green energy stocks might actually benefit from that as an example. Um, I don't even know what, what, what a president is able to achieve there in the term. It's just a narrative that will change. I also wonder what will happen, for instance, to certain healthcare providers. So I think that's a sector to really um, be a bit cautious about when uh, uh, Biden comes and what that means. So I think there are, there are a few of those sectors that can really, um, um, how I say it, be impacted by that. A sector that I think will not be impacted at all almost is just uh, the technology sector. Even with the hearings, I think the the politicians they 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 cannot agree on a lot. So I don't think either that they will agree on I don't know splitting a Facebook or something like that. So I think if you want to have a safe bet, technology. Myself, um, maybe I'll come later to it with the stock pick where I'll uh, answer part of the uh, answer of Centrino. I'm out of Trump stays in. Do you do you see a drop? Or do you do you think this will continue on? Um, well, I I don't know the morning after. I think that um, wow, if Trump stays in, I think uh, I will I will have some people in my environment that I work with that that might really get into mental health issues. Another four years. Um, I think that will be more likely uh, <laughs> this, the situation. I think the stock market, I, honestly, I think will do fine because it means that they can. Uh, they the, the Wall Street knows they have a they have a, a president that rather uses the Dow Jones as a yardstick for success. So yeah, yeah. I, I noticed you said when Biden comes and that kind of um, dead me task. Like you, you obviously believe he's he's going to win, but I I, I wouldn't rule out. Trump just yet. Oh no! Yeah, sorry. Uh, maybe unconsciously, I I hope that uh, Biden wins. I know this is not about politics, but I'm just a bit tired of of all this trash talk that I'm hearing uh, from the White House there. So I can't be bothered about Republicans or Democrats. I just want to to hear a person with some with some decency there because it meant, it, they are still the world empire right and they are role model and and that's the only thing i expect there so yeah cool so we move on then to dividend waves question and he asked going on the second f- uh, frantic week of earnings so far which have stuck out the most for you yeah, Microsoft. And you heard me today. I was almost speechless about those results. Um, and negatively, I I did expect a little bit more. Um, uh, I said from uh, I guess from Apple. 
Yeah, from what I just saw, I expected a bit more from Apple. I, I would have thought that uh, while the countries opened up during the summer, that more people, um, I would, I don't know, would 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 also quickly uh, buy some iPhones before the new iPhone comes out and such. I, I don't actually don't really know how the nature of those iPhone sales go. Um, I I would have just expected a little bit more from Apple. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, and then we have two questions from Phil this week. And the first one is, given the choice of any business lady or man or famous investor in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Uh, what is it? Katie Woods from ARK Investments? Yeah. I would love to have her as a, at dinner. I mean, I think a conversation with her would be so great. I mean, I I would even start drinking wine for her. And and then let listen to her talking about uh, the future of AI and 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 I don't know gene editing and and I, I think I will be mind blown if I hear her talking. I, I would just put really silent music on, and then I, I just want to. I would be just quiet and just listen to her talking. Good choice. How about you? Uh, I I don't has to be has to be the big man, doesn't it? Has to be Warren Buffett. You'd have to sit down with him for lunch or dinner and just just let him speak and put all these years of experience onto me. It has to be up there. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> costs what, costs a lot of money to have a lunch with him. Yeah, yeah, and I, I I know there was this one guy in the crypto world, and I know you're not too exactly. familiar. Um, Justin Sun. I don't know if you heard, but he, I mean he. He was the inventor or co-founder of, uh, oh, I can't remember, it's called TS, uh, TRX or something, I think it's called. And uh, he he paid to have lunch with Warren Buffett and it cost a pretty penny, I believe. <laughs> so, um, and then Phil actually had a second question. And this is, what do you prefer more, well-known brand to the public or a hidden champion in a specific sector? Um, personally, a well-known brand to the public because as a dividend investor, I would count on a well-known brand to to be more of a consumer staple. Hence, my dividend safety would be higher. That's my my theory. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. Invest in what you know and, and well-known brands are, are which means is what you understand and know. So yeah, no, I'd agree. Thanks again for all the questions, and, and guys, you, you you make it much more difficult for us every week. Uh, but they are really nice because some of those are really um, nice thought-triggering exercises. So thanks for that. Shall we go to our uh, stock pick uh, section for the week? Yep. So, so what, what is your? So so I'll start. Um, I didn't really have a stock pick, but I just pick them what, what I've been buying this week. And I, I said on Twitter, I'm, I've been buying Microsoft. You, you, you spoke about their earnings and look, we all, we can all see that they were blown away and they were, they were quite strong. And then when I see them drop, they dropped to $204. So I just started buying, buying a couple. I don't, I don't have many, many shares, but I've, I've started to add them slowly one or two shares here and there i i really want them to drop under 200 and then I'll, I'll i'll put in a big order but until then i'll I'll start dripping in and buying one or two shares a month and, and seeing how they're getting on but that's that's the one i'm going to pick this week cool 
So I'm not having a stock pick this week because I wanted to share hopefully something more interesting for others because people are asking in general, what are you buying now? And I even got the question like, do I have a war chest uh, ready again? So yes, I, I unlocked my war chest a little bit again. So I just placed some purchase orders. Some are a little bit more, um, let's say, at lower prices, let's say 10% lower than where they are today. Others are a little bit more closer by. Um, so I bought already Danone uh, today, averaging down, uh, not today, yesterday, averaging down because it was, again, 10% lower than my last purchase price. And um, so I bought them this week. But now I've got a purchase order outstanding for 3M at $135. Let's see how long it takes for them to get there. Usually they fall quite quickly uh, when there is a market uh, crash. I've got Novartis at 65 I'm even thinking whether I shouldn't put it a little bit higher because I find it also attractive now. I just I just am speculating a bit on the prices still to to dip over the upcoming week. And I've got a, a purchase order for Johnson and Johnson at 30, 135, which is really close to the current price. And uh, this weekend I will do further research for some other companies that are part of my uh, desired portfolio to also put some purchase orders in. I would like to have six or seven. So it's 3M, Novartis, and Johnson Johnson that I'm hoping uh, I uh, I will see at a certain moment uh, in my portfolio some more shares uh, there. Three three solid picks. I can I can see why why you've picked them. It, it kind of goes back to to the question: Are you buying now or? or after the election and you're clearly putting in the orders now so yeah and then um, I don't know when it will be when I buy it uh, it will be on a dip yeah buy the dip exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's it for this week um, thanks a million to everyone for listening it's, it's been great fun enjoyed all the questions I, I, I literally only seen them just as I came on the air here I've, I've I've had a, a bit of a, a rush week this week, and you can probably tell by the the earnings that I wasn't as prepared as as EDGI. So next week I'll be back. I have a bit more time. But thanks a million for everyone for listening, and hopefully we'll see you back here next week. Mm -hmm.